0: Hello and welcome to this, the 15th edition of Sound Teaching. The 12th chapter of the book of Romans gives us many characteristics that describe the ideal Christian. And I would like to direct your attention to about eight of these. First, the ideal Christian is a Christian who sacrifices. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. It's important for all Christians to remember the sacrificial aspect of serving our God. We're to be willing to give up everything, even our own lives if it is required, in order to fulfill our service to Him. Second, the ideal Christian is not like the world, but is rather different from the world. Found in verse 2 of the text Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is disturbing to see Christians who want to conform themselves to the world in areas such as entertainment, dress, ethics, business tactics, etc. We're to be a peculiar people. We, if we are living as Christ demands, will on occasion stick out like sore thumbs. We as Christians must be ready for this and willing to accept it. Third, the ideal Christian is humble. Notice verse 3 of Romans 12. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Humility should be easy for the Christian. A child of God should realize that before the grace of Christ rescued him, he was eternally lost. He should realize that lost condition was inescapable without our Lord's intervention. Realizing our total dependence upon the Lord will lead us all to humility. Number four, the ideal Christian recognizes his duty as part of the body of Christ. That he has a duty and what that duty is. The fourth through the eighth verses of Romans 12 indicate this, especially verse six. In verse 4 we read, As we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Notice verse 6. Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts and exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence and he who shows mercy with carefulness. So here we're given several categories. Prophecy, ministry, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, mercy. Not everyone has the same ability in all these areas. But we all have certain things we can do for the Lord. The message Paul is seeking to deliver here is that the church of our Lord cannot accomplish all the good God intends it to unless each of us do our part in the Lord's work. Number five, the ideal Christian loves without hypocrisy. Notice verse nine. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, and cling to what is good. We as Christians would do well to emulate the love of our God. His love is unconditional. His love is not fickle in any way. To say to your brother in Christ, I will love you if, or to say you love him and then abuse him, is beneath your calling as a child of God. In that same text, number six, the ideal Christian abhors evil and clings to what is good. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. So many Christians want to profess their fidelity to God and yet still maintain their relationship with the world. Much of the contact we have with the world today is contact with evil. Any time that contact begins to appeal to us or even to seem harmless or unimportant, then Satan is encouraged. Christians should always be outraged and indignant when society shows its evil face. And they should desperately cling to anything that is righteous. Number seven. The ideal Christian has brotherly love. Notice verse 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. Love for your brother. It's so important to realize that spiritually we are a family. You can't truly love your God if you can't bring yourself to love your brother in the Lord. Notice that the verse also indicates that love is made evident in behavior. How do you know that I love my brother? Well, Because you see me giving preference to him in our honor. In the words of our popular culture, you have to walk the talk. And then finally, number eight. The ideal Christian is fervent in spirit. Romans 12:11, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. The lukewarmness of the Laodiceans, as indicated in the book of Revelation, was abhorrent to God. So much so that He said He would vomit them out of His mouth. Now, that's not a very pretty picture. However, the half-hearted effort that many Christians exhibit today on their Lord's behalf is no less putrid. He expects more than a little. He expects more than a lot. He expects everything. Let us never forget that the next time we have an opportunity to teach others, or say a prayer, or sing songs of praise, or partake of the Lord's memorial of His death, that God expects everything of us. Other characteristics could be dwelt upon. The ideal Christian is also industrious, Serving, He rejoices in hope, is patient, benevolent, hospitable, returns good for evil, is compassionate, honest, and endeavors to live peaceably with all men. Those are mentioned in verses 11 through 18 of that same text. And so, here in Romans chapter 12, we have a pretty complete word picture of the type of person a Christian ought to be. It's my prayer that we all strive to attain this lofty goal. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the Westside Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.